House come to order if members can take their seats. This budget is a huge job maker, and the number one solution to economic insecurity is a job. Hungry children can't learn, and it's our responsibility to try to help. Equality and opportunity. I believe most people are here because they want to do some good. Welcome to Capital Ideas. We call it that, Capital Ideas, because it's where members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. Today, I had the chance to talk with, for the first time, Representative Brandy Donaghy. Brandy is from Everett and was appointed in December of last year to fill a vacancy created when longtime Representative John Lovick moved to the Senate. She's a Navy veteran, has a business degree from UW Bothell, is a community educator, and she's a certified community emergency response team volunteer. Now, in addition to all that, she's a public servant with a seat in the Washington State House of Representatives. We talked during a break in House action a few days ago, and here goes. Welcome to Capital Ideas, Representative Brandy Donaghy. I uh, appreciate the chance to get to know you here, and I'm sure that the listeners will too. You are in your first term as a state legislator. We've never had a chance to meet face-to-face because of this COVID situation that we've been dealing with for a couple of years. You were appointed in mid-December to replace Representative John Lovick, who moved over to become Senator John Lovick in your district. So you were here on the first day of the legislative session. It's not like you came in in the middle of session, but you have come in in the middle of the biennium. Tell me about the orientation that you went through. Had you been elected a year earlier, you would have had a fairly formal orientation period. You didn't get to have that, did you? Not exactly. I did have the opportunity to have a number of the presentations and stuff that were normally given to freshmen provided by members of staff, which was really helpful. Although the truth is, there is nothing that can really prepare somebody for jumping into something like this. Yeah, and it, it, it's really kind of interesting because coming in the way I did, I think people are more um, more aware of the fact that I came in in the middle, so I missed that. So I have everybody offering me all sorts of advice all the time. Did anybody talk to you about this? Has anybody mentioned that? And that is actually really helpful because it often comes up at the times when I need it. But it, it also, I guess there is a benefit to coming in in the middle. There's a little bit of being lost, but then there's so many people who are ready and willing to help right away. From my understanding of being a state lawmaker, it seems to be a fairly difficult job with a whole lot of confusing aspects to it. So the more help you can get, I think everybody understands that, that they're all better off if they help you know what's going on. Absolutely, because that's how we get stuff done, by everybody working together. Well, for the people who might not know who Brandy Donaghy is, how about a kind of an elevator speech biography here? What would you like people to know about you? And you've touched on my least favorite thing ever, which is telling everybody about myself, but I'll try. I have been a community organizer and educator. I've been really focused on things like emergency preparedness over the last several years, particularly how it relates to communities that um, often are underrepresented because we know those are the communities that struggle the most to recover when there's a disaster or an emergency. 
And there are so many people who are in positions where one thing goes wrong and everything crumbles. And when we look at that, we can also look at ways to fix it once we recognize that it exists. And so for me, one of the things that's important is always trying to find ways to help communities become more resilient and individuals become more resilient and finding ways to provide resources that would help facilitate that. In a lot of cases, when disaster strikes or a catastrophe, a fire, any, anything like that, and we're thrown off balance, it's knowing that we have the resources to get ourselves back on our feet is a big piece of actually being able to get back on our feet, right? Just being confident in the ability to do that. So that's one of those things that's really important to me. I also do some work around housing. I think that's really important because we have so many people who are on the edge of falling out of their housing, very often through no fault of their own, or people who are no longer in stable housing, who only need access to the resources to be able to get themselves back. But the truth is when you don't know where you're gonna spend the night, when you don't know when your next meal's coming, when you're fighting just to stay warm, it's really hard to be able to do those things that you need to do in order to be able to move back into housing. It does seem like that would be a, a real snowball situation where uh, one thing leads to another and before long there you're, you're almost paralyzed because there are so many things that are out of whack and need to be corrected. Tell me a little bit about your time in the Navy. We have more than one veteran in the legislature at this time, but I think everybody has their own story about their time in the service and you are a Navy veteran. You seem to have a pretty interesting backstory there. Well, well, first understand it was a very, very, very long time ago. And I date myself when I say that, but it was, um, I was a first Gulf War era veteran, you know, quarter of a century. But yeah, I, I served in the Navy. I was an aviation ordinance that was working with avionics and airborne weapon systems and those corresponding weapons, bombs, missiles, very large guns, that kind of thing. <laughs> We're part of the Naval Weapons Centers. It was a test facility where I was stationed. That meant a couple things. And one was that we could work with things that, well, clearly weren't fully tested. And so sometimes that would change what we had to do. But also I couldn't talk to anybody about what I did. And so even like 15 years later, I heard somebody talking on the news about some of the weapons that I'd worked on. And I was just like, that is so surreal because they're talking about it on the news and I wasn't allowed to talk about it to anybody. I guess if enough time passes, you can talk about almost anything. Apparently, apparently. One question that I think might be of interest to people is this. You come in, you're appointed, uh, you know, you had no idea you were about to become a state lawmaker, I suspect, nope. unless you knew that, uh, you know, things were going to happen the way they did. So what kind of process did you go through to come up with some bills that you're sponsoring? You've got about a half a dozen bills that you're the prime sponsor on. I assume these reflect interests that you brought to the legislature. But I also think it's fairly common that people in the leadership of the House Democratic Caucus might have come to you and said, Brandy, 
this is an issue that a lot of people care about and would you be interested in sponsoring this piece of legislation? Yeah, and that that did happen. Also, um, I would be, I'd been brought a couple um, agency requests, like one from the Department of Health, one from the Department of Commerce and such. And so we took what they wanted and made them into bills. But since we're all kind of limited on how many bills we can have, there were groups that weren't getting what they needed or weren't able to get what they needed because they didn't have, there weren't enough people to actually be able to fulfill everybody's needs. So an agency request bill, that's, that's uh, an executive agency, I suppose, that would like for something about the law to change or for there to be a certain amount uh, allocated in the budget for them to accomplish this or that task. That's the kind of thing you're talking about? Yeah, for, yeah, for example, um, I have one from the Department of Health that wanted to be able to continue to work with EMTs to provide necessary services, particularly during COVID, like vaccinations, COVID testing, temperature checks, those kinds of things. But because they're emergency medical technicians, they're only able to operate in very specific conditions. During a state of emergency, they could work with them, but outside of a state of emergency, they can't. One of the benefits of having additional people able to work with the Department of Health, health districts and such, is that there are a lot of people who don't necessarily have access to a primary care doctor who can, you know, provide these services or has time or space to provide these services because they're very busy. And so it ensures that people who might not otherwise have access to these services when they're necessary can have access to um, these services. So and this is just something that has to be statutorily authorized mm -hmm. because otherwise an EMT, the E does stand for emergency. They can't provide ordinary kinds of medical care, the things that you mentioned. Right. And like um, as, as COVID winds down, if it winds down or another pandemic strikes, there's that time frame before after we're in a state of emergency and they'll already be able to provide some of that support as things ramp up. Tell me about what your priorities are going to be as a lawmaker. Everybody comes in with their own background. Everybody comes in with their own values. And obviously, you can only do so much. You can only sponsor so many bills and ask to be on so many committees. But everybody has their own priorities. Where, where is Brandy coming from? I do get involved in a whole bunch of things. But when it comes down to it, it's not necessarily the subject so much as how, how we are accomplishing things. I really believe that we need to be focusing on creating proactive policy instead of reactive policy, because when we have to react to something, it costs a lot more and it takes a lot more work than if we can prevent it from happening in the first place. I don't think we should be creating policies, recognizing that we have to go back and fix a whole bunch of things that we break in doing so just to try to say we got something done. I guess that's kind of where my focus is. When it comes down to it, I really believe that everything's kind of tied together. Our economy, housing, technology, all of it, it's, it's all the same at, at its core and it's all tied to our communities. So community resiliency and being proactive. This kind of ties back into the things we were talking about earlier about helping individuals and communities be ready for a problem that might occur. 
So you're looking at preventing problems rather than just solving things that we've messed up. And also, you know, fixing things we've broken, but trying to make sure that we're not going to create that same cycle again, where we have to continue to fix things that we've broken. And then the more we can focus on the future. The house is going to be having virtual floor action fairly soon here today. So I won't keep you any longer than I have. But I want to give you a chance at this point to say anything you would like to have said that you didn't yet. This is not exactly where I expected to find myself. It really isn't. But it is so fun to be able to problem solve and work with other people who share the same goals. You know, we all want to do what's best for our communities. We all want to do what's best for our state. And that is kind of amazing. I'm really happy to be here. I hope we get another chance to talk soon. But in the meantime, Representative Brandy Donaghy from the Fighting 44th Legislative District, I appreciate you joining me here on Capital Ideas. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for today's Capital Ideas. As always, thanks for listening. And if you haven't done so already, why not subscribe to Capital Ideas in Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud or Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your state government, and what goes on here matters. The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats, putting people first since 1889. Thanks for listening.